Good day to you ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Film Focus, episode 109, the double review for One Night in Bangkok and Gretel and Hansel. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Film Focus. I'm your host, the Hyperson55, and I'm glad that you decided to join me once again for some film-related discussion. And we're back with another double review. It's mad, isn't it? I swear this might be the year I've done the most film doubles, but yeah, man. I had a plan to do a much larger episode, but because of scheduling conflicts, as per usual, I decided to shuffle a few things around and... When I found these two films to talk about, I was like, you know what, I'll put these in a double review because I have things to say. So, as you heard at the top of the episode, I'm going to be talking about One Night in Bangkok, a film I found on Amazon and was interested in because it had Mark Dacascos in it, mainly due to the fact that I'd seen Double Dragon just a couple weeks ago and I was like, okay, let me see what a film with him would be like in, you know, modern times because... I had no clue that he was in Double Dragon, and I was like, oh, he's awful in that movie. But then seeing how far he came, you know, showing up in John Wick Chapter 3, and he was awesome in that movie, I was like, okay, this guy has good screen presence, he can clearly fight. I wonder what it'd be like if he's in a solo movie as the focus. So I was like, okay, you know what, let me see what's going on with that. And with Gretel Hansel, also found on Amazon, I wasn't even aware of this film's existence until I think maybe a week ago, when I was like, you know... Uh, hearing from my uncle when he told me about it so I was like you know what okay I'm, I'm intrigued he made it sound like you know at least uh, worth watching and then I found out Sophia Lillis was in it you know one of the uh, main people from the It movie so I was like okay you know what I'll give it a watch so I've seen both I have things to say so what I'll do is firstly talk about One Night in Bangkok and then talk about Gretel and Hansel afterwards so without further ado ladies and gentlemen we're gonna jump in so first up is One Night in Bangkok Directed by Witch K.O. Sayonada, at least I hope that's how you say his name, I'm pretty bad with pronunciations, but with this film, I was interested in it for a couple of reasons. One, I really needed to beef out the 2020 film releases I've watched because it is pretty piss poor compared to last year, but also, I'm a sucker for a good action thriller film, and while I didn't actually see any of the trailer for this, I was intrigued by the poster. Mark Dacascos and the setting, I was like, okay, this seems like it could be one of those interesting kind of films that takes place over the course of one night, and when I saw briefly when I was on IMDb that it was um, looked at similarly to Collateral, I was like, okay, okay, you have my attention now, Collateral is one of the most interesting and coolest movies I've seen ever, so I was like, okay, I'd be curious to see what they could do with that kind of premise in Bangkok, which is like a really interesting location. The end result is a film that is fine. Initially, after I saw it, I thought, you know, it's pretty good. But as I thought about it a little bit more afterwards, I sort of soured on it because in the grand scheme of things, Mark Dacascos is the only thing that's really carrying this film. And I feel like the initial intrigue 
and the way in which the story progresses for the first I'd say half hour to an hour was pretty good but after a while it sort of loses steam so by the time you get to the ending it just doesn't have that same sort of oomph and um, cool factor that it had when you started there's certainly interesting elements there's certain themes that I quite liked and some of the action is pretty cool and the setting and presentation overall is fabulous but yeah just the more I think about it the more I'm just like yeah this film was average at best but I'm getting too much into the details so what we're going to do as per usual is we're going to talk about the plot talk about the characters presentation and then the conclusion so without further ado ladies and gentlemen we're going to jump in so when it comes to the plot like I said before, the best way to describe this film is that it's collateral but in Bangkok. But there's a little bit more to it than that. So the plot can be described as such. Kai is a hitman who flies into Bangkok and obtains a bag with a gun and hires a cab driver by the name of Fa to be his personal driver as he heads to several locations over the course of the night. And as the night continues, Kai's actions start to catch the attention of local law enforcement and cause some complications between him and his driver, Far, as well. And that's pretty much the plot summary without, you know, going into the era spoilers. If you've seen any thriller-esque film before, then you know exactly how this film is going to play out. And while the story doesn't deviate much from the standard formula, it has enough unique elements to make it worth watching, at least it did for me. This is a simple revenge story. It starts out with a tone that's calm and mysterious, but as Kai starts on his mission, the aggression and violence escalates, and escalation is one of my favourite things in any film, when you get that sense of danger that's always just looming in the background, you can tell that things are going to get messy before it gets better. And the key things I enjoyed about the story was like that escalation, but also the relationship between Kai and Far, the driver. There are also some nice moments of levity within the midst of the action and violence that was actually pretty good. The main issues I had with this story was that, like I said before, it doesn't deviate much from what you've seen in other films. And even though it has a pretty short runtime, it did feel a little long with certain moments towards the middle when two thirds of the way in where I'm just like, yeah, this film feels like it's dragging its feet a little bit. And you have Kai, who's your main character, who's the most interesting person in there. And even then, he's pretty much your sort of standard archetype in this kind of film. And everybody else surrounding him is pretty bland, generic, and unremarkable. So that leads us pretty much into the cast. Mark Dacascos is the best aspect of this film. He has great screen presence, he's a suitable badass, and brings humanity to the role as well. And while he hands it up at certain points, he, he's pretty captivating. And I would say the next person who is the most memorable is Vanita Golton as Far. She's the cab driver who happens to be hanging around with Kai, taking him to these different locations. She's sweet and she's a caring woman with her own personal problems. And I really liked their interactions over the course of the film. She helped bring out some of the more human sides of Kai and their interactions, it felt natural. I've had numerous conversations with cab drivers over the years, at least nice ones anyway. And sometimes you can get into like, you know, some really nice conversations over a long journey. So that was actually pretty cool. But beyond her, everybody else in this film had really questionable performances. They either were too over the top 
or just didn't bring any energy at all. And the job of an actor is to convince us of the role that they're playing. But a lot of these people felt like they were either inexperienced or just didn't know how to portray their characters. There's a police officer character who's the main guy tracking Kai's actions over the course of the film. And he just doesn't have the energy. He doesn't have the feel of a police officer. And the way he delivers his lines, it just feels so unprofessional. It felt like a, uh, you know, uh, a college or school production. It felt really off. And everybody else in the film just had a lack of energy. It just didn't feel authentic. And that was very problematic for me. Because you had several of these other characters who are like targets for Kai to take out. And you don't care about any of these people because there's no flavor to them. There's nothing going on with these people. It's, it's a shame. But the other strongest element for me was the presentation. Visually, I really liked the way this film looked. Now, I'm not sure if that's just due to the fact that Bangkok had all these pretty locations, whether it be exterior or interior, with all these fancy lights, nice looking buildings and stuff like that. But I do feel like it was shot pretty well. The film presented these locations with a nice emphasis on colors and lighting, so it definitely felt enchanting. And it definitely made me want to take a trip. <laughs> And I also thought the film score was pretty decent. It wasn't like, you know, the most memorable material ever, but it had the right kind of music for the situation. And can we just take a moment to appreciate the fact that the composer's name is J-Punch? As soon as I saw that in the opening credits, I'm like, yo, man, I think this guy might actually make some good stuff. And it was alright, but I feel like there were certain moments where the music in this film was pretty solid, especially towards the end. That final piece of music was actually pretty good. So, with all that being said, I would say One Night in Bangkok, I had hoped for a lot more action martial arts kind of material because if this was an action thriller with martial arts elements in it, this would have been a totally different film where you could have bumped it up a good few stars. But as it stands, it was just, you, you know, your more generic thriller with, you know, a ode to collateral, but just without the great amount of filmmaking tension and acting that came with that film. Alright, so next up is Gretel and Hansel, an interesting little film that feels like a breath of fresh air in a world of films that's tried so hard to come up with new interpretations of these classic fairy tales. It just felt unique and exciting with a hint of modern elements. So, the plot of the film essentially involves Gretel and Hansel, two siblings who set out to fend for themselves after their mother loses her mind. And while travelling through the woods, they come across a house with a beautiful aroma of food. They are invited to stay in this house by the woman that resides there. And while they are well fed and secure in their new surroundings, Gretel realises something more sinister is afoot. And that's essentially a way for me to describe the film without going into the area of spoilers. I thought the story was great, mainly due to its unique take on the original story. Now, like a lot of people, I'm aware of the Hansel and Gretel folklore story, but this film added its own new mythology that added interesting layers of depth that was way more captivating than I expected, especially with the introduction, which I thought was brilliant. And luckily the film doesn't stray too far from its source material and hits all the core elements of the original, but does it in cool and surprising ways. And it also helps that the tone of this film is excellent, it's dark, constantly eerie and creepy, and there's always this hint of danger and evil lurking in the background. And if I had any issues with the story, I'd say just at certain portions, it felt a little slow. But that would probably be my main criticism. 
as for the performances they were all great all the characters in this film were fun and interesting and captivating firstly let's start out with Sophia Lillis as Gretel she was fabulous she's headstrong smart and caring and has a lot to deal with trying to navigate the world while also caring for her brother I love Gretel's progression in this film and I like how she has to decipher you know not only what's the best course of action for her but also for her brother as well and Sam Leakey as Hansel he was also pretty good he's curious innocent naive and a little annoying much like most children are and I don't mean that in a bad way it's just you know that's how it is He's a little bit more vocal about his issues, especially when mentioning how hungry he was. And I think Lillis and Lakey had great chemistry. They worked well together. Their relationship felt authentic from them bickering to Gretel being overly protective of Hansel while Hansel was young and impatient. And then there's Alice Krieg as the witch. She was brilliant. She was kind and well-mannered, but always creepy, whether it be the way she spoke or moved or just looked at the children. Her whole aura was off and dodgy, and Krieg was just very engaging throughout. And then there's Charles Babalola as the Huntsman. I thought he was pretty cool. His character was only around for a little bit, but he was very cool and confident. And the other person I wanted to mention is Fiona O'Shaughnessy, who played the mother. She was there fairly briefly towards the beginning, but she was very, very good in her role. Presentation-wise, I really liked this film. Visually, I really liked the way this film looked. It was giving me vibes of that Macbeth film that came out a few years ago, you know, the one with Michael Fassbender. I liked the exterior shots because they felt vast, desolate, and unsettling due to a lot of the spooky and creepy imagery that was well-framed, especially in the distance. And the interior location felt spacious yet confined, and you're never quite comfortable indoors. And it also helps that this film made a good use of colours and lighting that added to the creepy factor, especially the colours. They were great. And then there was the film score handled by Robert Coder. At least I hope it's how you say his last name. It was fairly interesting. It felt like a modern film score and it had a lot of like elements that you wouldn't expect to associate with this kind of film, especially when it had like some of the more electronic aspects. But I felt like it was pretty solid and elevated the more dramatic moments. So now we come to the conclusion. Overall, I would say Gretel and Hansel was a pretty good movie and it was probably one of my highlights for this year. Now, granted, I haven't seen too many 2020 films overall, but I'm trying to finish that up towards this month and December. So maybe it might change, but I would definitely say this is in my top 10 of the year so far and I would definitely recommend it. It's unique and different and has a few elements of realism and modern elements that I just haven't associated with this kind of like retelling of fairy tale stories. And I'm like, yeah, I would definitely recommend it. It's pretty good. All right. So that's my reviews for those films done. If you've seen either or both of these films, I would love to hear your thoughts in the comment section below. Or you can holler at me on Twitter where I'm at Hypersonic55 or at Filmfocus55. Check out the blog hypersonic55.wordpress.com. We're on Facebook and obviously the podcast while residing mainly on SoundCloud. We're on iTunes and we're on Spotify. So yo man, check us out. I'd love to have your thoughts. And yeah man, just join the crew man. Be part of this like little community that I'm trying to build up. I'd love to have like some more subscribers. It'd be minty fresh mate. So yeah, that's me done for another episode of the podcast. Thank you for listening as always. And until the next time, this is the Hypersonic 55 signing out. Peace.